What is up, sports bettors? Happy New Year. Hope everybody is doing well out there. And welcome on in to the Week 17 NFL Betting Primer presented by our friends over at Superbook Sports. And uh, here we are, 2022. It is absolutely insane to me how fast. It's like now that we're in 2022, that means 2012 was 10 years ago. And that is actually crazy to me. Like, do you guys remember when everyone was talking about, like, the world was going to end in 2012 because the Mayan calendar had ended? And, you know, that was what I, that was what was going on in the world back in 2012. And I remember, you know, that's when I was, like, first getting on Instagram and, and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like, wow, 10 years later, now we're betting sports legally. And uh, it's just crazy how time flies. But uh, welcome on into the show, guys. Hope everyone's doing well out there. And uh, hopefully, guys, you uh, celebrated your New Year safe and sound. I know it was snowing out in the Denver metro area. So if you're listening in Colorado, uh, you probably, you know, kept it local, I would assume. I know there were some people downtown, but it was coming down pretty hard last night with the snow. So I hope everyone had a pretty good, enjoyable New Year. I, unfortunately, uh, have contracted the covid virus. So I've actually, I'm on the back end of it now, which is why I'm doing this actually on a Saturday. Of course, we usually do the Football Friday show. Uh, The primer usually drops on a Friday. I just needed to give myself an extra day uh, just to make sure we can get it all, you know, nice and squared away for you guys. I'm not just trying to throw stuff on the paper and, you know, hope it hits, right? I wanted to do my research and make sure we give you guys some good concrete information to go ahead and bet with uh, here for the betting primer presented by Superbook Sports. But yeah, so uh, I came down with it earlier this week. So I've been, this is, I think, my day four, day five something like that um i kind of just lost count i've just been locked in the lab you know just literally just watching sports i've got two laptops in front of me i'm actually watching the bruins and the uh, buffalo sabers right now it's in the second period one one i actually just threw a live bet on on uh the boston bruins i wanted to call them the buffalo bruins that would have been awful but um yeah so i apologize if my voice sounds a little strange if i sound a little off Uh, It's just definitely been a whirlwind the last few days getting through all of this. So again, though, we're in the year 2022. And now that I'm on the back nine of all this, I'm really looking forward to getting to the NFL postseason, getting you guys ready to bet that, getting down the stretch here the last two weeks of the regular season. It's crazy. It's been a wild ride. And, you know, there was a moment in time I was like, you know, am I going to be able to put out, you know, a good quality primer, a podcast, the clips to come with it for the video stuff, you know, that I want to put out, that I want to put the Superbook logo on. And, you know, it was something that I was debating and, you know, thankfully I was able to kind of, you know, feel better and, you know, here we are and I'm just, it's so cool because I honestly would have kicked myself probably in hindsight, like looking back and like going through my archives on mylifesports.com and I have a betting primer for every single week except week 17. And obviously there's the built-in excuse of being sick and having COVID, but, you know, it's all fun at the end of the day. It's not like I got to go crunch numbers and do like this tax stuff or whatever, you know, or, you know, go like fill prescription bottles as a pharmacy or as a pharmacist or something like I get to watch, you know, I get to look at lines and talk about football and make bets and, you know, chat with you guys and interact with uh, the sports betting community out there. So, you know, like I said, gave myself an extra couple of days and I think we're good to go. So I actually just finished writing the betting primer. I always like to do that first before I do the show because I feel like I have a good uh, digest, a good sense of how everything's going to be playing out. Uh, for the for the coming week, now that I've kind of written about every game, now I could talk about every game, and away we go. But um, so usually on the Football Friday show, what I do is select three games or so, and usually kind of go over them. And I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna emphasize because there's a couple games on this slate this week that I truly have like the 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 Bucks Jets game this week in the primer. I'm literally looking at it right now. I have one sentence. It says it's never a bad idea to fade the Jets, and Tampa Bay's laying 13 points against. 
uh, the New York football jets this week in week 17. But so, you know, that, that just goes to show, you know, there's some games and especially when we get later on into the season, you know, where we know that te- there's teams that are playing each other that aren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, you know, maybe there's a team playing it. You know, there's one team that's going to make the playoffs, you know, like Buffalo and uh, who are they playing this week? I'm forgetting. Look, this is my memory. You know, I'm still a little foggy here. Buffalo's playing. Where are we here? Atlanta. There we go. So, you know, Atlanta, I know that that's the thing is Atlanta still has like a 2% chance to make the playoffs, but they, what do they have? Seven, eight wins, Atlanta. They've got to be the most hollow seven or eight win team I think I've ever seen in my life. And that's why I think we'll just kind of go game by game here, a little rapid fire, uh, give you guys some thoughts, some leans, some opinions on uh, each of these NFL football games as we uh, get ready to rock and roll here for Week 17. Remember, no Saturday football, no Thursday football. Uh, we do have the Monday night football game, which could be the farewell tour at Heinz Field for one Ben Roethlisberger. So uh, that will be an interesting one. And Pittsburgh still has a chance to make the playoffs, as do their opponent, the Cleveland Browns. So that's actually a really exciting game. And uh, you'd think that you'd get whatever's left in the tank from Big Ben in that game in front of the, you know, in front of the terrible towels, the black and gold. You know, that's uh, that's going to be an emotional scene for sure for one Ben Roethlisberger. So, yeah, let's get after it. But uh, before we do, guys, again, if you're looking for a sports book to uh, add to your sports betting mix, you know, that's the thing is sports betting has been legal in Colorado for over a year now. There's over two dozen sports book, but the cream rises to the top. And there's no question that our friends over at Superbook are one of the premier betting options in the Colorado market, guys. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks when you sign up at SuperbookSports.com. That means they're going to match it, guys. So if you give them 500 bucks, they're going to give you an additional 500 bucks to play with. So that's a thousand dollar bankroll right there. If you give them 250, they'll get. Oh, look at me, 250. What is that? If <laughs> if you give them 250, they'll also give you 250. So that's a 500 dollar bankroll, a hundred to a hundred. Uh, $200 bankroll. So it's really an awesome way to build up your bankroll off the bat. And that's the thing. Maybe you're new to sports betting, right? You don't want to deposit, you know, a few thousand dollars into the account. I mean, there's people out there that deposit hundreds of thousand dollars into their sports betting accounts. Maybe, you know, you've never placed a sports bet in your life. You can take 25 bucks, you can take 50 bucks and, you know, double that up real quick and give yourself a little bit more of an opportunity to win some money or learn the ropes of sports betting. And again, maybe you're a little bit more seasoned. Maybe you've played at some different books and maybe you're not a fan of some of the offers you realize that superbook has the best lines out there you know that's when you can say hey maybe it's worth it for me to you know to take my 500 bucks from one book put it into superbook boom they're going to deposit it and uh you know take it up to another 500 and boom you got a thousand dollar bankroll so do yourself that favor guys for real they do a really good job our friends over at superbook and uh proud that they are the uh, presenting sponsor here for the betting primer in uh, 2021 and now 2022. But okay, first game we'll talk about here is the Atlanta Falcons and the Buffalo Bills. Let's get after it. And like I was saying, like Atlanta has got to be like one of the most hollow 7-8 win teams I've seen in a long time. They have not beat anybody for the most part with a winning record. I think, what is it, one win this season? Yeah, look at this. One win this season against a team with a winning record for your Atlanta Falcons, guys. The Bills, you know, they control their own destiny down the stretch. And Atlanta's 1-5 against the spread versus teams with winning records this season. So, you know, Atlanta has been a team that has beaten up on the bottom feeders. You know, but when they play these better teams, and Buffalo is, you know, certainly here trending in the right direction down the stretch after that win against New England, and then they play well last week as well. Uh, you know, they're a good team and they're going to be dangerous in the AFC playoff picture here. I mean, this is this is a, a match made in hell, I think, for the Atlanta Falcons. And you've got Buffalo here laying 14 and a half points 
uh, at home here. So Atlanta catching the 14 and a half. You've got a total of 44. And, you know, it, it, it's interesting because you look at these big spreads, right? And week seven, this, this week 17 matchup, it's going to be the sixth game this season where Buffalo is a double-digit favorite. And they've actually done pretty well in, these, in, the, in this spot this, uh, this season. They've covered three of the five uh, double-digit spreads when they've been the favorite this year. So Buffalo, you know, being that they are the Buffalo Bills, right? They were one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I think the third or fourth best odds coming into the year behind Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, they're they're going to get some of these big spreads just like Green Bay and Kansas City and, and Tampa Bay do as well. And so in those games, they've played five games this season, guys, where they've been double-digit favorites and they've covered in three of them. They've pushed on one. So only one outright loss, or not outright, but one loss against the spread uh, when they've been a double-digit favorite. And, you know, the Bills as well. Uh, they've dominated teams with losing records. They're seven one and one this season against the spread uh, versus teams with losing records. And you know Atlanta, Atlanta beat the Lions last week. I don't remember the quarterback's name, but it wasn't Jared Goff, so you can't put much stock into that. The Falcons' running attack is awful. There's no Calvin Ridley. I mean, how, how is this offense going to move the ball? Buffalo Bills fans are going to be psyched up. The playoffs are around the corner. It's going to be cold. You know, I I, I just got to look towards Buffalo here, and I know it's a lot of points, but that's kind of my thoughts on just Bills, Falcons. I'm just not a believer in the Falcons at all. It's a lot of points, but, and maybe, you know, Buffalo, maybe they get up big, and maybe they take their foot off the gas third, fourth quarter. Maybe Josh Allen gets pulled out, you know, but you'd think if they do that, they're probably up, you know, 21, 28 points around there, you know, three, four scores. So, you know, I, I lean towards Buffalo with the 14 and a half points. Not my favorite play of the weekend, obviously, but I just, I can't put any confidence in Atlanta. Uh, another big spread that I really have nothing to say about is the Jacksonville Jaguars getting 16 and a half points. This is the biggest spread we've seen in a while. This is probably a top three, top four biggest spread this season, I want to say, at least pregame, uh, and especially not with anything related to COVID here. So you got Jacksonville getting nearly 17 points on the road at the New England Patriots. That's just absurd to me. Uh, I'm not playing this game at all. Maybe you want to tease New England down at 16 and a half and get them 10 and a half. Uh, you know, it's, it's got to be Patriots or pass here for me. And then you've also got the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs next up, though. This is actually our first game that's really worth diving into and you know dissecting and trying to get some picks and leans. And I've got some good opinion, I think. And my I, I think I've got a good opinion. But uh, so this is going to be an exciting game because you got Kansas City laying four and a half points uh, at the Cincinnati Bengals, and this matchup is interesting because I have been dead wrong on Cincinnati this year. There is no other way to. I mean, not I've. I knew that Joe Burrow could be a good quarterback. I didn't expect him to will his team to victory and change a culture in the manner in which he has so quickly. I mean, it's been really impressive to watch. And we've seen this line move a little bit. It opened up with KC laying five and a half. It's dropped back down to KC minus four and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes back up. This is a really big matchup in the early time slot. Uh, we've also seen the total spike from 49 to 51. And Kansas City, though, you know, they've been really riding hot here. They've won eight straight games. And it's like, you remember early in the year where people were like, what's wrong with Kansas City? Are they broken? Are they going to be able to figure it out? I mean, no one is talking about that now. I mean, they have been absolutely on fire, including last week when they decimated made the Pittsburgh Steelers they won that game 36 to 10 and really made uh, Ben Roethlisberger show his age which is probably why this is going to be his final game at Heinz Field coming up you know all things considered it's just been one of those go arounds the last couple of years for Mr. Roethlisberger but uh you know the, the the thing is that's been pretty shocking not shocking but what's got to put these other teams on red alert with Kansas City is their offense is back right the last three weeks they've scored 30 plus points in each game Kansas City's going to get Travis Kelsey back. I think uh, Tyreek Hill also practiced for the full week this week. That's big for them. They're getting healthy. 
Uh, you know, so this is going to be a big boost for them, getting especially Travis Kelsey back, you know, the big tight end who's one of Patrick Mahomes' favorite targets. And, you know, just knowing if this Kansas City offense is the Kansas City offense that we're, you know, typically used to seeing where they can put up 30 points, you know, pretty much at the snap of a finger, that's going to be tough for this Cincinnati Bengals team to match up with. Even though Joe Burrow has been an absolute man on a mission this year, he threw over 525 yards last week, which is absolutely insane. They scored 41 points against Baltimore. So it's not like that Cincinnati is, you know, unable to run up the score. But this is a different type of opponent for Cincinnati, right? I mean, they. the thing is, you know, Cincinnati's had some good wins against Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Baltimore, but what do all those teams have in common? Yeah, they're decent teams, but they're all division opponents. And we saw Cincinnati earlier this year, you know, they took on Green Bay. They lost that game due to the kicking situation. Again, they probably should have won, you know, but they haven't really played much of these, you know, giant teams, you know, like Kansas City that are just the cream of the crop in the conference outside of the division. I mean, Cincinnati just happens to play in, you know, the best division in football, one of the most competitive divisions in football. So it's not like you can write them off by any means. But let's see what they can do against a team that they're not necessarily familiar with, right? That there's a little bit less of a book on. And that's Kansas City. And, you know, what's interesting about Kansas City, especially with their narrative betting-wise, is they were regarded, and I mean, it's not just regarded, I mean, it was a fact. They were one of the least profitable teams against the spread uh, last season and the first half of this season. But they've been on an absolute tear lately. They've covered six games in a row. And it's a big spread. It's it's a sizable spread for them on the road here. But, man, I just I think that they're just playing at that different level again. That's the vibe I'm getting with this Kansas City Chiefs team. So, for my pick on this one, or my lean at least, I'm, I'm looking at Kansas City minus 4.5. I, I just think that Cincinnati, you know, they've been a little bit more up and down. And when Kansas City gets locked in in the zone, like, this is not like a Miami Dolphins 6-7 game winning streak, right? Like, and that's not trying to take anything away from Miami, but when Kansas City is on a winning streak like this, you know it's because that it's a well-oiled machine, right? I think Miami is playing very good football. I think that they're doing good things. You know, they've got some good momentum going. But you've seen Kansas City go on these runs before, and it's hard to knock them off when they're playing at their best. Whereas you can look at a team like the Dolphins or some of these other teams that have gone on these winning streaks, and, you know, all good things kind of come to an end. Look at New England, right? You know, they were on top of the world, and then finally, you know, kryptonite, boom, pow. And, you know, now they're back down to earth. Whereas a team like Kansas City, you know, if they lose this week to Cincinnati, you expect them to come right back the next week. I That game's against the Broncos. Then you expect them to be just fine going into the playoffs. I don't think a loss to Cincinnati uh, means as much here to Kansas City, at least from a, oh my gosh, like they're back to where they were earlier in the season. So I, I just think Kansas City's playing really good football right now. And I'm going to go ahead and lean with them. I know, you know, it's over a field goal on the road, but we've seen, like I said, they've covered six games in a row. They've won eight in a row. They, they're the hot team right now. And I think that, you know, a lot of people are probably going to try to find value here on Cincinnati. They're an exciting team. I get that. Joe Burrow's great. Uh, there's a very big coaching advantage in my book, though, between uh, Zach Taylor and Andy Reid in Kansas City. So, I'm going to go ahead and lean with the Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to have some fun, you can throw some money on that over, though, at 51. That should be an exciting game. So uh, let's talk about the Raiders and the Colts here quickly. No status on Carson Wentz. I'm passing this game entirely. If you're betting this one, I would, like, if, if I were betting this one, I'd probably take Vegas at this point. There's just, I'm not putting my money on a game with so many red flags. Uh, even if Carson Wentz does play, like that's a big boost for them. I think the Raiders, you know, they're a little bit of a, they're a little bit of a slept on team. I think Indianapolis is not, I don't want to use the term peaking, but they're playing really, really, really well. And I think they could be due for a little bit of a gut punch letdown. 
And I just, you know, it, it would be a Raiders or pass situation for me, but I'm going to pass the game entirely. Uh, more so due to the red flags involving the COVID stuff, not because of the two teams on the field. So, yeah, that's what I got for that one. Uh, Rams, Ravens, this is going to be an exciting one as well. It's all going to come down to Lamar Jackson. And this is do or die time for Baltimore. You know, if the Ravens want to win this game, or excuse me, if the Ravens want to w- make the playoffs, they have to win this game. There is really no, I don't think they're officially eliminated if they lose the game, but the pa- I mean, they're like the Raiders, whereas, you know, the Raiders are still technically alive, but it's a real outside, stro- outside shot that they're going to make the playoffs at this, po- at this point in time. So Baltimore really needs this game. And we saw this game open up as uh, Baltimore 3.5. I believe it went up to Baltimore 5.5. Let me see if I can get an updated number here for you guys real quick. Yeah, Baltimore is a 5.5 point home dog. And anytime you can get John Harbaugh as a home dog, man, I mean, that, that's always something that I think is a little attractive for sure. But, I mean, this team is just so battered. I mean, Baltimore has so many players on injury reserve, especially on the defense, especially in the secondary. And, you know, you throw in the fact that Lamar Jackson's been dealing with his ankle injury. I mean, he's probably going to play. And, you know, they're probably going to gonna have Huntley back as well. I believe he'll clear the COVID protocol, which will be a big boost for them because, they, of course, they had to use uh, Josh Jonathan, their third stringer last week, which I think had more to do with how they played than anything. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll, this is a do-or-die spot for for the Baltimore Ravens. And if there's ever a team that I feel confident betting against or betting on when their back's against the wall, you're expecting an A-plus effort, you need a good shot from these guys, it's the Baltimore Ravens. They're just so well-coached. John Harbaugh is one of the best in the business. And I under, I'm really concerned about Lamar Jackson, but... Looking at how this game has moved, the public is all over the Rams here. Baltimore is the home team. I mean, we just saw Baltimore, even with Huntley, a quarterback, they played Green Bay tight. Uh, they played Cleveland tight. I mean, they can hang around in these games. And I'm looking at over a field goal. You know, I think that Baltimore could be the play here. And even with Jackson or Huntley in there, I mean, if they got to go with Josh Johnson, which I don't think is going to be the case. I mean, if that was the lean here, this line would not be the way that it is. Then you could kiss it goodbye. But... I think I like the Ravens here. I really do. And I, it's not to say that I don't like the Rams. I think, you know, they managed to get the win last week despite Matthew Stafford throwing, what, three interceptions, four interceptions, whatever it was. Uh, you know, not a good performance from him. So he's due for a bounce back. I just think, you know, the Ravens are going to know their season's on the line. John Harbaugh is great in these spots. So I'll go ahead and look to back the Baltimore Ravens here, uh, plus five and a half on Superbook Sports. And speaking of Superbook Sports, guys, if you're looking for a new book to sign up with to add to the mix, you got to sign up with Superbook. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. They take action on not just the NFL, but of course the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, if that ever comes around. we got the golf, UFC, boxing, the whole nine. Do yourself that favor and sign up with our friends over at Superbook Sports. They're going to match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. Let's keep it rolling here on the Week 17 betting preview show presented by Superbook Sports. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins and the Tennessee Titans. And this game is interesting because I do think the line is about right. You've got Miami getting three and a half points on the road at Tennessee, who's laying the three and a half, total of 40. So this is pretty much a coin flip game. The hook is interesting here, though, and that's what's really going to concern me. And my rule of thumb typically with the Titans is bet them as a dog, fade them as a favorite. So here they are as a favorite. And the hook is what makes this really uncomfortable for me because I do like to back Tennessee. I think they're playing well. They had a little bit of extra time because they played on Thursday Night Football to prepare for this game. But... Three and a half scares me against a red hot team like Miami. It's going to be a good one. And really, you have to wonder where Tennessee is going to get their offensive consistency from because 
The running game's been all right without Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown played hero mode for them in that last game against San Francisco. Can he do that again? I'm going to lean with the Miami Dolphins here, plus the three and a half. Uh, You know, both of these guys, Brian Flores and Mike Vrabel, are, you know, from the school of Bill Belichick. Vrabel obviously playing for Belichick. Brian Flores is an assistant coach. But I I lean Miami here just because I think, obviously they're on the winning streak, but they're the more sound team right now. I think that you, you know, Tennessee, you see them go up, you see them go down. Tannehill, the defense, Vrabel himself. And I just think that there's more opportunities for Miami to kind of stay level-headed and put their best foot forward. So I'm leaning towards Miami here. Two has been playing really solid football as of late, and I expect them to do the same here. I do worry a little bit. You know, this game is going to be in Tennessee, and I think that there might be some uh, weather in the forecast for this game. So, like, some snow, some sleet, and obviously, you know, team playing in Miami, you don't really have to deal with the, the cold factor as much. You know, it can rain out there, can be humid and whatnot, but when it comes to dealing with cold climate, you know, that's usually not anything huge. So... Uh, We'll see how the Miami Dolphins deal with that. But I still like them here. I think that these are two well-coached teams. And I think, you know, Miami's really hit their stride here. And, and, you know, talking about the same thing with Kansas City, and I know I kind of used Miami to kind of debunk Kansas City or support Kansas City, excuse me. Uh, You know, this is a a, a solid matchup between, like, two mid-tier playoff teams in the AFC, which is why I think it's a coin flip game. And I can see this being a field goal game either way. And that's the thing is if Tennessee wins by a field goal, you got Miami plus three and a half, you're winning. And I think that the hook is really important in this game. So I'm going to go ahead and take the hook with the dog plus three and a half Miami Dolphins at Superbook Sports. So uh, all the good games are really in the early time slot. I mean, a lot of these other ones, you know, I don't really have much to say about. Uh, I mean, Giants, Bears, my gosh, is it going to be Mike Glennon or is it going to be Fromm? Either way, I'm not touching the Giants whatsoever. I don't really want to lay six and a half points with Chicago, but uh, I'll consider teasing them down to pretty much a pick them over the Giants. That feels like a for sure thing. They are just so bad, the Giants. My, oh, my. Uh, you've got Philly at Washington. I kind of like Washington in a bounce-back spot here. The underdog is 3-1-1 one, and one against the spread the last five meetings uh, between these guys. Philly is 0-4-1 against the spread uh, in their last five after scoring 30-plus points in their previous game as well. I think Washington needs to bounce back after that awful performance against the Cowboys last week. And, you know, I, I, Philly's good. They're still playing for the playoffs, but I, I don't think there's that much of a gap between Washington and Philly. I just think Washington's had to deal with a little bit more injury stuff than Philadelphia has this season. And, you know, it's a division game where I think you can see a good opportunity here for Washington to get a little revenge, right? And the public is loading up on Philly here, so I'll fade the public and take Washington. I already told you it's, it's never a bad idea to fade the Jets, so uh, that's my thoughts on Tampa. And uh, the Jets, I'll save the Bronco game for a little bit. Houston and San Francisco, you've got the Texans getting 12.5 points on the road against San Francisco. I believe Trey Lance will start this game. Mr. Shanahan's playing his uh, media games, doesn't want to name a starter, but knowing what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo, knowing that it's the Houston Texans, uh, I think you should be able to win the game with a fully healthy Trey Lance versus a hobbled Jimmy Garoppolo and try to get him ready for the playoffs, so... Uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't have many thoughts on this one either. I mean, I might try to tease. I, I actually, I'm not even going to tease San Francisco down here. And look, I mean, Houston, they had the they had the win last week against the Chargers. And I mean, you know, I call them the Friday Niners for a reason. Maybe Houston can string something together here. Who knows? I'm not betting it. I mean, if you want to maybe consider taking 12 and a half points, go ahead. But I'm just at the point where you got these teams. I just, I, I it's hard for me to find value or to feel, you know, find confidence in betting either one of these sides here right now, just knowing the injuries with San Francisco. So I'm passing that game. And uh, 
away we go. The next one, just, I'll, I'll get the other ones kind of out of the way that I don't have many thoughts on. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans, I'm leading towards New Orleans. Detroit, Seattle, I will lead towards Seattle slightly, but I don't like them at 7.5. I'd like to get that down if I could. It seems like a lot of points. Uh, Minnesota, Green Bay, no Kirk Cousins. Have fun with that one. And then uh, I don't really have any thoughts on Monday night right now, so stay tuned to the show for that one as well and read that in the primer. But um, that leads us to the last couple big games here to talk about, and that is, uh, let's start, well, we got to talk about the local team. We'll save them for the last because that's, you know, say the best for last, say the local stuff for last. Let's do the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys. And this is a very good matchup for the Dallas Cowboys, at least in regards to giving themselves a gut check as to where they're at before the playoffs because Dallas has 11 wins right now. They've been, you know, one of the more impressive teams in the NFC this season, love them or hate them. Arizona, you know, for the first 11, 12, 13 weeks, whatever it was, was the most impressive team in the NFL, I would say. I mean, they were playing exceptional football, up and down, offense, defense, Kyler Murray with him, without, uh, Cliff Kingsbury with him, without, uh, you know, they were doing a really good job, and, you know, then they lost to the Rams, and now they've lost three in a row, and they're getting six points on the road in Dallas, and I kind of just think the wheels are falling off a little bit here for Arizona, and look, I'm still... Just knowing the Cowboys, nothing feels safe with them whatsoever. Like It would really just not be surprising at all if they lost this game outright. and All of a sudden, Arizona comes out looking strong, and there's all these questions about Dallas. But I'm inclined to believe that performance last week against the Washington football team I think was a really big step in the right direction for Dallas's offense. And I don't think it was a flash in the pan, right? Because that was the that was the talk of the last three or four weeks is what's wrong with Dak Prescott? Why isn't Amari Cooper being integrated into the offense? Where is Zeke? You know, there was a bunch of questions about offense, offense, offense. And they go up and put 40-plus points up on the Washington football team. They single-handedly catch the over themselves. And I think that is the exact type of game they needed to refine their footing and say, okay, we're the Dallas Cowboys. We can play exceptional offense. Let's get after it. We'll see what they could do this week. I mean, Arizona's defense is good. Vance Joseph, the former Bronco head coach, has you know done a pretty good job coaching them up. So you know that's going to be an interesting game. But I I just think two teams trending in opposite directions. And look, you've got Arizona with talent, but Kyler Murray looks lost out there. The offensive line has not been protecting him well. He doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins either, which has been a massive blow for him, and they miss him dearly. And Without DeAndre Hopkins in this game, I'm going to go ahead and look towards the hot hand here with the Dallas Cowboys. You can get the minus six right now, too. So, you know, under a touchdown, I think that's a fair fair number for them. You can also tease them down to essentially a pick them on a six-point teaser to win the game. And, I mean, we talked about maybe you compare Dallas with Chicago at minus a half point in a teaser. You know, maybe you go get another a couple other teams here as well, tease them down, and, and, and there's your plays for the weekend. But... Uh, I'm leaning with the Cowboys here. I, I I just think that the Cardinals have some issues to figure out, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins not being in the offense for them is is something that's going to really weigh on me here. So uh, I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys minus six for this game against the Arizona Cardinals. But uh, okay, that's going to bring us to the hometown team, your Denver Broncos. Oh, the Broncos, the Broncos, the Broncos. I really need them to win one more game because I put some future bets in before the year for them to win eight and nine games. I only put like 15 bucks on them each, but it pays out like over 100, so I would love that. I'm going to lose my fantasy football league, so I'm going to have to pay my buddy like 100 bucks. So if that bet would cash, that would be fantastic because that would line up with my dues for my fantasy football league, 
and then I can just, you know, whoop, whoop, there we go. And I don't got to take any money out of my own pocket because I've also got some future bets that I'm going to cash. Dak Prescott for comeback player of the year. Micah Parsons for defensive rookie of the year. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. So, uh, but those aren't going to cash till later in the year. I've also got to, uh, I'm going to have to pay Squizzy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I bet Squizzy, if you listen to the radio show, uh, I bet Squizzy that the Jaguars would win over four games. I bet him 100 bucks on that. So, yeah, I'm going to need to, you know, figure out a way to get a couple hundred bucks here so I could pay off my, my season dues. But uh, fun story quickly before we get to the Broncos game against the Chargers. So last week, I really hammered on the primer on the show with my buddies at the bar. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. Drew Locke is not good. I just had a feeling the Raiders were going to win that game. It was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. And really, it was that interception or the fumble, whatever it was, where the Broncos, you know, I think Bradley Chubb, you know, he did the Jordan and he picked it off uh, on the screenplay. That gave the Broncos an extra seven points they weren't getting any other way. Uh, it was going to have to take a defensive stop like that or a defensive play uh, to get those points for the Broncos. Long story short, I'm with my buddy. He's in town from Boston and we're, you know, Let's go to dinner, right? You know, we're like, you know, let's put some bets on the table. We're feeling pretty good. It's even money. And that was what was crazy to me is the Broncos were even money. I said, you know, we were planning to go to dinner for the buddy. We had a buddy who was in town for his birthday. And we're like, let, let, let's pay for this dinner with sports betting winnings. And so we hammered the Raiders pregame. They got down live. And I believe they were down at halftime. And I looked at the live odds. They they closed at like plus 180, plus 175 right before kickoff in the second half. But there was a moment in time I got the Raiders at plus 240 live before the second half had started. So I bet them live, bet them in the second half before it started, cashed that, paid for the dinner with the sports betting winnings, and away we go. So I don't know what I'm going to try to do this week with my winnings betting against Drew Locke, but you best believe I'm going to have to take the Los, the Los Angeles Chargers here. And I know that's probably, like, like, I'm not trying to say, you know, being that I live in Colorado, I'm not a Bronco fan, but I always want to try to make a case for the Broncos, or at least getting a play on the Broncos. Because at the end of the day, look, sports betting is, you know, 50-50 sometimes. Sometimes it's a flip of a coin. I mean, you could just as easily say Broncos or Chargers against the spread, flip a coin, heads or tails, and, and you can win based off that. I mean, and that's the point. Look at this. Here's a pun. That's the point of a point spread is to essentially level the playing field because obviously the Chargers being the home team, being a playoff caliber team, you can't bet the same amount on the Chargers that you would on the Broncos and win the same amount. So that's what the the beauty of the point spread is, is it's really trying to level the playing field and, and give you a set of parameters to bet within, you know, to try to give you even odds on both sides. So even with that, though, I, I still got to lean towards the Chargers here. And the Broncos have been absolutely decimated by COVID right now. Uh, Jerry Jude, let me see if I can pull this up. I saw Ian Rappaport tweeted it. Uh, give me a couple seconds here. But, you know, they have just been absolutely ravaged here lately. And, and just throwing in the fact that Drew Locke is the quarterback, that leaves a lot to be desired. You mix in the fact that the players they're going to be missing are absolutely critical. I mean, here's the tweet from Ian Rappaport. All on the COVID-19 reserve list. Here we go. Jerry Judy, Bradley Chubb, Bryce Callahan, Bobby Massey, Tim Patrick, Jonathan Cooper, Caden Stearns, Calvin Anderson, Mike Purcell, Mike Ford, Andre Mintz, St uh, Stephon Worth Weatherly, Tyree Cleveland, and possibly Cortland Sutton. This is going to be a disaster of a game, and that's why it's Chargers or Pass. And this line is going to balloon all the way up. But uh, I'm looking at the, the Chargers here. There's really no way to look at the Broncos, especially you don't feel good with Teddy Bridgewater. You feel even worse with Drew Locke bearing anything crazy. And I mean, I, I feel fine if Drew Locke has the game of his life and I lose because I just don't see that happening. So 
it's unfortunate, but I mean, this is just a rough way for this season to go out for the Broncos. They're, this is a tough matchup for them with the COVID situation. Drew Lockett quarterback, and then they're going to have to take on the Chiefs next week. We'll see if that game means anything for them, but really tough set of go-arounds uh, for the Broncos here. Uh, also, before we get out of here, too, I want to say rest in peace to Dan Reeves, the former Denver Bronco head coach, led him to three Super Bowl appearances. He passed away at the age of 77 this morning. So rest in peace to Dan Reeves. Uh, thoughts and prayers out to his family, Broncos country, of course. He, uh, you know, was one of the best head coaches in franchise history for sure. Uh, you know, led had some really good regular seasons, you know, had some good playoff wins, got to the Super Bowls, uh, you know, did a lot to help bring this franchise into the forefront. So, uh, you know, rest in peace to Dan Reeves, someone who had a, a tremendous impact on this organization. And, and, you know, that's an emotional factor. You know, maybe that's something that they're going to consider. It's not like the Demarius Thomas situation where, you know, th- that, that was someone who was still kind of directly connected with the Broncos players. Reeves was still connected with the organization, but obviously an older fellow, not not as uh, directly related with the, with the with the players on the field in this day and age. Uh, but, you know, that's something that they're certainly going to have to play with here as well as they go up against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, your Denver Broncos. But uh, interesting stuff as Week 17 of the NFL season is upon us. Once again, guys, if you're looking for a sports book to sign up with or add to your betting mix, look no further than our friends over at Superbook Sports. They are the presenting sponsor of this show and the Mile High Sports Betting Primer. They'll match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to 500 bucks. But uh, all right, that's going to do it for me, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, a little smorgasbord of content. The primer's up on MileHighSports.com, so I've got more written thoughts on all the games there, and uh, away we go. But this has been the Week 17 Mile High Sports Betting Primer presented by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Anilo Piro. We'll talk to you guys next week for the finale of the NFL regular season, the first ever iteration of Week 18. Looking forward to that one, and then we'll turn the page to the NFL postseason. Looking forward to it, guys. Thank you for listening. Talk to you guys next week, and happy betting.